Welcome to the Power Platform Podcast with Microsoft BizApps MVPs Mark Christie and Ian Connolly. Join them as they talk to the community about their stories. Welcome to the latest edition of the Power Platform Podcast. Got it right this time, first time. I know. I know. Myself and the Mark Christie. Yes, you might even get a trophy for getting it right first time. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like trophies. I've got the best trophy I can get. I got that recently through the mail, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, what we might do is uh, is change the name of the podcast so you didn't get it right again. Just fuck you up. Aye, just change that again. We'll change the intros and do all the usual shit and everything else, and uh, we'll mess it up, but it'll be all good. Speaking about intros, though, no, 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 no. Intros, what about our new intro? Our new intro is going to be amazing. It is amazing. Everyone's heard it, so it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Billy Kirkwood right there giving us a brand new intro, a whole new intro. But I absolutely love it. It's got me super excited. So I will let you introduce our guest. So again, another intro. We have uh, somebody that's quite new to the consulting world, and I mean within the dynamic consulting world, as a functional consultant, technical consultant, or we'll find out more about what he's actually doing there. He's been around the, the community in a, in a different guys a different hat and he's totally changed that he's went from one of them to being on the good side of the consultant world we have samuel smith how are you sir i do very well guys how are you both we are good uh, sunny scotland at the moment for me it's raining for mark i think i think i might be the sort of Why does it always rain on me? <laughs> exactly i think i've got the lukewarm water in the middle i've got a sort of like a gray north london evening looking out at the moment but Hopefully going to bring you guys some sunshine in, in this wonderful podcast. I feel like this is so professional. I feel like I'm on the Joe Rogan show. We're at that level. Oh, yeah. Like, because Spotify now pay us millions to do our own podcast with him. Is, is he quite there yet? Is he still independent? I don't know. Was it, he's got a bit of time till he goes over, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got a little bit of time to uh, go over before he gets the corporation of Spotify uh, <laughs> controlling what he says. But Joe Rogan's not going to let anybody control him, is he? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Dana, uh, Dana White keeps him in check a little bit, so you never know. I mean, he surely can't go on some of the rants and conspiracy theories that he does now. He can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, the feeling I get from it is that there's a couple of other sort of of the uh, I, I follow a load of these MMA podcasts, and I, I don't know why. I obviously, just love hearing about people going into a cage and getting absolutely slapped about for five rounds. But uh, sort of, they seem, That's seem to a lot. We'll come back to that. Well, well, it's like we'll come back to that, Sam. But um, it seems to me a lot of them are available on Spotify anyway. Um, but yeah, you'd sort of think as a another large corporation. But then again you hear about some of the censorship and sort of apparently on YouTube, if you put out a video that isn't sort of on point with COVID, just gets taken down. It's all straight off the bat. So, you know, maybe, you know, conspiracy theories, uh, theorists that out chess one recently, wasn't there? Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's, he's already... a chess thing where he'd done something, he spoke about COVID and that's been taken down. Ah. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, there was... Uh... I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but uh, there was a video, as Sam just said, that was one of the ones I heard about recently. I'm sure it was somebody who was like a chess master who was talking about not being able to play people and stuff like that because of COVID, and his video got taken down. There was a whole hoo-ha about it and like read it the other day. It wasn't Gary Kasparov. Is he still on the go? I don't know. I would be lying if I said, but... I have a feeling that actually I hate to be the sort of the one who says that Father Christmas isn't real. I feel Gary Kasparov might be being held 
by the the Russian government as a you know as a traitor to the <laughs> to, to the state. So I don't think it's him unless he's um, sort of uh, you know doing something live for himself. But. <laughs> So before we get ourselves shot down, brung down, and controlled and locked up or anything, uh, Sam, uh, I, I've never met you in person or anything, but I was speaking to uh, a recruiter, and oh, he was mentioning. Me. No, why did you do that? We were talking about the community things. Yeah, well, exactly. Why was I mentioning to one of them? Why would I be talking to one of them? But uh, just so happened, a, a position came up in my work, and they were asking for a little bit of a heads up on it, but. Talking to them and talking about the community and things that we're doing, like the Scottish Summit and that we done last year, and the fact we're doing a virtual event this year, like coming, we're planning that. Your name came up as somebody who has left the side of recruitment. Oof, one of those guys. Ah, he's he's jumped the fence a little bit here. Jumped the fence and has left recruitment. Was in recruitment for a while, but you're now a consultant. But actually. A little bird tells me you sing a different song as well. Oh, nice. So over to you and let you introduce yourself to the community and everybody else. And you can tell your story and then we can take it from there. Okay, well, I, I sort of feel like this is the, uh, I'm sort of opening the, the book here. Chapter one, prologue. <laughs> so, so funny enough, yes, before I've just started in the world of consultancy on the good side of the fence as uh, as we've both said um but uh you know you know how we sort of often say to people oh don't worry you have time to have a second act i sort of feel like i'm on my fourth or fifth uh, realistically here but um, no i mean i uh, my background is mostly as a musician as a classical musician so um i studied just sort of straight academic music at university and then went on to study at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, uh, which is based in the Barbican in central London, and to all intents and purposes, learned to sing opera for a couple of years. Um, and sort of during that time, started sort of singing professionally and sort of, um, it, it's, it's a hard one to explain, to be honest, because obviously, you know, I, I worked as a freelance artist, as it sounds, sounds really rather grand. When it, what it really means is, one night you're drinking champagne, the other you're sort of sort of spooning the dog's food out of his bowl, and sort of saying, "It's all right, mate. I've, I've, next week I can I can get you something better." <laughs> but it's it's that kind of like a, you know sublime to ridiculous sort of a payment cycle of being a an opera singer. But um, but yeah, I, I worked as a as a sort of a freelance solo artist for goodness me, from about sort of 2011 on and off until um, 2018. Um, and in that time, you know, I, I sang at the Royal Opera House as a soloist. Um, I sang amongst several sort of choruses, um, sort of, the, we call them the garden operas, a bit like, you know, like Glyndebourne and Garsington. Um, and then I made the, well, well, some would say a crazy decision of um, moving to Germany without actually being able to speak any German. Um, I was in the good position of that I could sort of sing in German and I could make all the right sounds. But um, and with when it came to the music, definitely in the right order. But when it came to sort of understanding German grammar, I was I have absolutely no idea. So in 2016, I moved out to to Germany and. Um, joined a joined an opera house there and just that you know something to make clear and so hopefully this doesn't turn into a sort of a 40 minute rant about opera but 
the way that opera works in Germany, it's, um, it's about 60% of the world's opera is all in Germany. Funnily enough, they've got about 68 opera houses to go around the entire thing. We've got four, by the way. Um, but uh, they they still have this thing where they'll take on a solo artist and basically pay you as a you know full-time member of the opera house. Um, whereas, you know, most other parts of the world, it's, you know, freelance artists and you sort of, you know, you go audition, you do your opera production. And then for all intents and purposes afterwards, you're like, bye guys, maybe never see you again. Off we go. But in, in Germany, you are sort of most of the time, you're contracted to one opera house and you just work at that opera house. And I, I think in the two years that I was there, or two and a half I was there, I was I did something sort of like a hundred, well, did 100 performances the first year and then nearly 200 in the second year. So it's sort of, you know, it's really good when you can kind of, uh, you know, make money from your vocation. But at the same time, when it turns into a bit of the sort of like, right, this is my fifth performance this week. I can't remember which bloody opera I'm in. And then you hear the sort of your cue and go, oh, it's that one. Uh, da, 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 it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I got to a point where... Um, kind of like looks at a little bit, doesn't it? It, it certainly does. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, it's cut a long story short. I moved, um, I had some health issues uh, with um, with my voice um, and it was, it was just majorly stressing me out trying to make a career out of it. Um, so I sort of, I left Germany, I came home, I was sort of faced with the, right, what, what do I do now? This is um, a relatively niche skill set. Um, I, I couldn't think of another job which would require me to sing over a 120-piece orchestra uh, and sort of, you know, lark around the stage as if all was good. So um, I think, you know, at the time I sort of looked at different things and um, I started a job within recruitment uh, down in Bournemouth, uh, which is where I sort of hail from originally. Um, and then, yeah, met to you know met the love of my life and moved up to to london um at the time under under you know pretenses of yeah no i'm moving up for the job yeah absolutely not just moving up for (laughs) moving up for her um and uh yeah then got sort of in terms of recruitment i then moved into dynamics recruitment and the you know the first few few weeks it was just kind of normal you know recruitment spiel for all intents and purposes here's the job get the person, match them up, happy days. There is more to it than that. Um, but uh, that's the tool and sense of what it was. But, you know, I was, you know, doing the usual thing of sort of looking through the CVs and sort of looking through at different sort of, like, oh, okay, this person to CRM. Okay, this person does AX. Oh, this is now called FNA. Oh, okay, yeah, CRM is now called CE. Oh, what are the what are the modules of CE? Oh, I see, yes. And I started thinking, you know, it's just embarrassing being on the phone when you sort of just just go yeah so i need someone who's got experience with the the marketing what do you do marketing yes good okay tick um do you know how to use java extend the plat very good yes tick and i would just get so embarrassed that i was just like i don't i just don't i don't understand what this thing is and it was like this ethereal you know piece of software that i'd never interacted with so um I just thought I went on to the, you know, to Microsoft Learn, all of my own volition at the time, and just thought, ah, there's a, like a learning path for Dynamics fundamentals. That looks good. I'll start with that. Um, and then I sort of, you know, started uh, spinning up my own trial environment, kind of going, oh, okay, so you click and this happens. Excellent. Um, I sort of just started playing around with it, um, worked my way through through all the learning material. Um, 
And I think when I got my, it was the MB900 then, so it's, it's already out of date. But, um, you know, when I passed that qualification, I believe I was the only recruiter um, in the UK who was Microsoft accredited and had all these people on LinkedIn just like going, why? Wow. Um, what's, what's, what do you do? What are you doing? What's you, you're not supposed to you just call me up and sort of with a slightly sales voice and ask me if I want a job. Why, why, why are you learning about my product? <laughs> um, and so it, it, it started like that. And, um, and then I sort of thought, uh, I, was, I was speaking to actually another guy who's a really nice guy called um, Craig, uh, Craig McGough. Um, but he's, he's uh, from Tyneside and he, um, He's, he's a really, really lovely guy who he sort of said, oh, Sam, I used to be in recruitment and I've you know, made the move into consultancy and I'm now a you know, functional CE consultant. And at the time I was thinking, how the, f- you know, how has he done that? That's amazing to sort of, you know, for that career path. And it was from seeing him do that, that I thought, oh, well, maybe I could do that as well. So I sort of, he sort of said, well, listen, if you're interested in the CE or CRM side of things and power platform, uh, which, and to be honest, I kind of knew that before I'd even looked at the software, just from how well I got on with um, ERP candidates <laughs> compared to CRM candidates. I'd have these. It sounds horrible, but I'd have these. I'd have these. They're a very interesting bunch, the ERP. Yeah, they certainly are, and I. You know, I'd just be on these, I'd have these lovely long conversations with like, you know, a CRM project manager and be laughing back and forth and it was all, all really good. And then, <laughs> you know, any ERP sort of things like, yes, so I was um, uh, inputting uh, general ledger for the AX 2012 RP <laughs> implementation. You need to remember half these guys in ERP are accountants <laughs> or trained accountants. <laughs> I know. And, and that was the thing. It was like for a client, which I will not disclose. I was like, well, yeah, I, I, oh. I, I understand. I, I get that. You don't need to like, <laughs> you don't need to spell it out. But anyway, I was just kind of going, oh, this is. Like, so anyway, I kind of like knew. And this is obviously where the, the community piece has gone for me, really, because uh, I kind of knew that was, that was the direction I was going to probably end up following. Um, but yeah. And then. Yeah, I don't think you can go from recruitment into and to just not have any conversation with people, like even having this type of conversation, it's definitely a, a better move to go with the CEO. <laughs> place, I think, I, absolutely. And um, and so, yeah, and Craig sort of said to me, well, well listen, like, you know, the MV900 is all well and good. See how you get on with the MV200. And then I, re- I remember sort of looking at the course profile, just like, oh, it's quite, uh, quite broad, <laughs> quite broad. Um, definitely. And then... Yeah. And, I, and at the time I was like, I'd only just got my trial environment up. And I was just kind of like, I was still a bit sort of like bushy, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed about the whole thing. I just thought, oh, this is going to be a piece of piss really. It'll be fine. Um, and then I started, you know, doing some practice papers, go, ah, okay, I've actually got to, got to study this. <laughs> I've got to put some time. And, and this was, and, you know, going back to sort of the community piece, um, this is where I came across on LinkedIn. I don't think I was even connected with Julian at this point, but um, someone had shared that Julian Sharp was running uh, you know, running a study group for the MB200. And, you know, I sort of, the idea for me of sort of like free knowledge transfer, you know, after spending, I could say, spending just eye-watering amounts of money or someone spending eye-watering amounts of money on my opera education, um, to then just like just there no but it's true it was just ridiculous amounts of money and then you know it's all see where yeah. 
Yeah, and then sort of seeing that someone is just giving up. He was so Julian was, and I, uh, he still runs them. I think he's been doing um, one for the Power Platform Fundamentals, and it does. I I basically just wrote in, and I just thought I was a bit worried that he was just going to think, "Who's this bloody recruiter? Is he just going to try and like just spam? You know, just send out, just kind of like got a job in Hastings." Do you fancy it, you know, on the chat? He's just looking to fill his black. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was just thinking like, oh, my word. Like, But I just sent it, you know, just sent this message like quite sheepishly, kind of going, I'm starting for MV200. I wondered if I might be able to um, join the group. And um, anyway, I got, you know, got into it. And um, so, yeah, he, he was running them. Again, I just couldn't get my head around it. Free of charge on a Wednesday night at 8 8 p.m and then sunday morning again at 8 a.m and you know it was just all these you know just and i just started interacting with people in the chat and just kind of going like hey just struggling with this anyone come across this da, 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 da. And i suppose probably people then kind of thought oh he's he's actually kind of interested and he sort of wants to learn more um and then i, I for me that was almost like the sort of carte blanche to just sort of you know if i had a question or if there was someone in the community that I knew did X, Y, and Z, I'd just reach out and say like, oh, hi, I'm, you know, I am a recruitment consultant, but, you know, I've got my own trial environment up. I'm trying to learn, you know, this piece of functionality or whatever. Do you, do you have any advice, whatever? And then, you know, 99 times out of 100, people would come back and, you know, spend their time with me. So Really? So I would, I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that you got that much feedback or you got that much interaction. You see, as soon... With the introduction of I'm a recruitment consultant. Yeah, because I mean, I've had recruitment consultants come in and say, I'm a recruiter, I know this, this and this. And then two messages later, it's, oh, I've got the perfect job for Like, you. I'm not surprised that Julian took you on because Julian is very, very good, as you're saying, like yourself, Sam, you're maybe one of the first recruitment consultants that are MVP certified. Julian is probably the most, oh, sorry, not MVP, Microsoft certified, but Julian yeah. is probably the most certified Microsoft person for Dynamics. I think he's got pretty much everything bar about one or two yeah. exams from about 19 whenever. They're the ones that you missed. <laughs> Well, that that was the thing. I mean, and I sort of, um, you, you know, obviously it's completely a, a completely different sphere. But um, you know, I've, I've been really, really lucky to have some really great teaching over my lifetime, and sort of things that have really informed how I go about my learning. And I sort of, I just, you know, from the first session with Julian, I was kind of like, this guy's going to sound really wanky, but he's not just a not just an educator, but an enabler. Um, but just do you know what I mean though? Because I it was he was just he's very very incredibly down to earth for someone with his knowledge and skill set, and that's and that for me I always find that incredible and something that makes me kind of inspires me to get better. Um, and to be honest, do you know what to answer your question about the sort of like you know like I don't know the the typical recruiter approach of like kind of oh hi there um I'm also studying for my and um, do you know how are you finding da, 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 next next one so like um so you got any roles on no. Okay, fine. Um, I, you know, this is this is probably where I could have been a much better recruitment consultant. I never got to the job bit um, or the, you know, would you like a job or, or whatever. For me, it was that element of the community. I always wanted to to just contribute or just to be a part of it as a, this is how I'm using the product and this is sort of my long-term aim. I was pretty upfront about it. And then, yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's why I did about the work for it, like... As Mark was saying, as you're just alluding to there as well, like having that positive feedback, the community is something that's fantastic and certainly enables, I'll use that word that you've said, and, and as an enabling facility for lots of people to learn. 
And there is the, not as in them, like there is a necessary part of recruitment and it's there, but it gets people jobs. Even going back to when you were in the opera, effectively you're a contractor, even dynamics contractors exist, and then you go and pair when you went to Germany, you come back. So you kind of know that market side of how that works. But to be able to get, reach out to people who you don't know and say that you're a recruiter and still get the feedback is such a, a positive thing. I, I'm amazed as well as Marcus that you got so much feedback from that and so much help, and I'm glad that you did. It kind of does tell you about the community. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a massive part of it because I mean, don't get me wrong, like I I fully can understand if you have sort of someone who sort of like you know they come up with like the LinkedIn premium on your on the message, <laughs> and you're sort of thinking like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I see. But I think to be honest, most people they can very quickly see whether you've invested any of your time or sorry any of your free time into it and they can sense over a message whether you're just kind of pissing around or whether you are genuinely uh, interested in the product and um, i think that, that comes across very very quickly um, and i think you know one of the things i found out because i was still you know very much finding my way after singing because you know, as I said, I was really, really lucky to make money out of what was essentially my love and vocation for a really extended period of time. Um, and I, I'm a big believer that if you sort of end up spending your free time doing something, and you don't have to do it, but you're spending all your free time doing it, you sort of, you then sort of start catching up with yourself and go and go, oh, actually, I'm really passionate about this. And there was, you know, another time I woke up on a Sunday morning. I have to, I have to be honest, I had uh, had one or two uh, <laughs> beverages the night before, and I was just like. To be honest, like, it would have been a lot easier for me to just stay in bed, you know, and just kind of like, go, oh, I'll just, you know, sack off, sack off <laughs> the session with Julian. But I was like, no, I really, this, I feel that there's something about this where I feel that for my future, this is the right thing to do. This is what I want to do. Um, so I sort of sat on the call. I probably didn't really taken any information because I was, you know, I had like seven glasses of red <laughs> the night before. But um, yeah, and I think just get, I, I cannot speak highly about Julian enough. And I'm sure there's, a, you know, there's many people um, across the UK, across the world that he's spoken to that owe a huge amount of debt um, to Julian for, again, just giving so much of his free time. Um, I mean, we ended up even, so it was funny, in the my second to last week in recruitment, we did a webinar just about, you know, just for people who are maybe within sort of within the Microsoft channel who either are just getting started and they just need a sort of somewhere to go certification wise um, and how the sort of, you know, relatively new Microsoft role-based certifications work. And again, it's sort of people were just so sort of taken aback by, is this, is this a recruitment exercise? I was like, no, I, I mean, at the moment I'm, because at the time I was recruiting just for Hitachi Germany and it was obviously, it was a very English speaking thing. So I was like, Listen, unless you speak fluent German and you live in Nuremberg, I'm not that bothered about speaking to you about recruitment. So this is purely because I've benefited from people like Julian giving their time and just, you know, even if it's a case of like saying, hi, just with the MB200, I know you took it last week. Could you maybe give me a steer on the sort of things that I should be looking at or, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. And I benefited from that. Yeah, just paying it forward a little bit, isn't it? That's exactly it, because and, and at the end of the day, and I obviously I've um, I'm, you know, I've been around Dynamics since August of last year, so I am an absolute babe in the wood. Um, but at the same time, I have had the you know the fortune of sort of, sort of saying, okay, this is literally the structure that you need to follow, at least from a certification standpoint. Yeah. So timeline wise, if we think about it, then we are looking at you, what, what any recruitment dynamics? You say that was August last year. 
yeah. and now you are you've done your MB two hundred, a few other bits and pieces, been on some courses with Julian, and are no longer a recruiter. You are now working as a full time consultant for a partner or for an independent, or where are you now? Uh, so I've just just well in the middle of my second week um, with a partner as a I'm technically a D three six five functional analyst, um, but uh, but yeah, it, all intents and purposes, um, I took my was it my Scrum Master one last night and sort of uh, just sort of yeah, scraped through that from Neil Benson, yeah, yeah. So I mean, actually, the the funny thing is, I I feel like this is probably a podcast in itself, but I the if you were to sort of, sort of speak to me sort of three months ago. And so I said, all right, Sam, so you're going to be starting um, within consultancy. You're going to put you on a project. You've got, you know, maybe maybe sort of two weeks to prepare. How are you going to spend your time? I'll just be like, yeah, great. I'm just going to smash the product. I'm going to just go and revise every bit of functionality I possibly can. I want to have everything down sort of like, a, okay, great. How many BPFs can I have registered against this entity? Right, great. But the, the biggest thing I've learned about, aside from trying not to screw up the project on DevOps, <laughs> but actually sort of getting your head around an agile methodology, getting your head around how you function within the team and what your function actually is. I know it sounds really basic, but it's one of those things. I mean, where... an agile methodology is surely it's just uh, no paperwork, no real requirements, just get in there and get it done. <laughs> well yeah well precisely right just get a get a working increment of product in your first sprint and then off you go um, but i think you know for me learning that whole or just get, getting my head around it because obviously in recruitment i'd kind of you know i knew what each project methodology was and roughly how it was implemented but there's a huge huge bloody difference to sort of like just looking at someone's cv so like <clears throat> okay so you worked within scrum and okay so like and and you know when you're sort of like working in sort of like multiple sprints and how is that you know whatever but when you get actually into when you're staring down the barrel of kind of like um all right gonna write a user story now see how this goes yeah the difference from talking the talk and walking the walk on it for sure but even at that every place you go does it slightly differently everybody's got their own sort of flavor and twist on it and whether it's true agile or whether it's waterfall or that hybrid between them that some people like to give us particular name or depending on what it is and they kind of combinate the agile fall and stuff like that oh, my, my absolute favorite is blended methodology it's just <laughs> such a good oh, buzzword oh, there it is off. there it is blended <laughs> methodology <laughs> oh that just that just actually sucks the soul out of me that that terminology i mean you are 100 percent right though um it is more i mean when you're doing your requirements gathering Let's be honest. I mean, we, where I am, there are sessions where we don't even have anyone with technical knowledge. It is just about gathering requirements. You have to be almost solution agnostic. You don't know what platform you're going to use. You just need to know what the stories are. And that's, that is half the battle. So things like Neil Benson's course or speaking to somebody like Janet Robb, who will tell you how to engage with the, with the customer and kind of set up the rules of engagement. Those are at, the soft skills like that are actually as important, probably more important when you come into your later career on on your actual projects. Definitely. It's better that you have something like that in your solution diagnostic rather than somebody coming to you and they've got strict requirements which are actually a design and this is how it should be done because then you've got no choice. It's like, why are you even bringing this to me at that point? There's nothing I can do. Yeah, there's no sort of like value add to it like whatsoever, is there? I think um, it is, it's a really interesting one because um, 
you know, again about sort of community. I'm sort of uh, I'm going to run a, a session with the sort of the Reading user group or, or or what really right now. I mean, I guess it's just uh, you, you know, we're all of us being remote. It doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, it's worldwide, well, <laughs> worldwide, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm actually running a session with a, a couple other of um, junior consultants to sort of come in at the end and just speak about. So what is important as a junior consultant? What are the things that you actually realistically need to learn across that first year? And so I'm going to sort of cover the how on earth you convince someone to, uh, you know, give you a job <laughs> in the first place. But there's there's such a big difference, I think, where, as you say, if you've got a relatively good soft skill set already, putting technical knowledge on that is kind of, you, you know, it's, it's kind of sort of like, you know, if you invest the time and you've got half a brain, everything should be fine <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, but as you said, the sort of the soft skills and how you sort of attribute those on a project. And I think my, I know sort of the way that I sort of built my soft skill set up within opera and within a rehearsal space, it's, you know, as you, as you can imagine, it's quite a sort of like tensions can be pretty fraught. And when you're sort of like, um, as, as I used to say quite a lot, when you're literally singing your tits off with every sort of ounce of fiber, and then someone sort of like eating a sandwich disinterestedly in the corner and just like, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm literally, I'm pouring my heart and you're just eating your, f- hey, hey. And it's, it's these sort of things that can sort of like kick off. Um, and it's it's really, really funny. You have to like, could I keep this really cool head, even though you're in an incredibly sort of like raised emotional state. Um, and it's, I'm not even trying to say that's at all like a workshop. Um, but I think it has, there's something about being in that environment that's helped. Yeah, you can be in a workshop where somebody is disinterested and you've got that soft skill element there where you need to try and get them engaged or you might have somebody who is really not the product owner, but they are the user, the one that really knows the process because the product owner or the higher ups, the product sponsor, maybe don't know it as well as somebody else and you just need to bring that person out. So you need the soft skills to be able to engage and, and deal with that pressure point of that room. And I think that's where like my other job, career, whatever you want to call it, helps me in that situation as well. I think people, I mean, so for Sam, my, I was, or no, I've not done it for a while. So I'm also a professional football coach. Yeah. So I know how to read a room, how to put a, put an arm around somebody when they're needing a hug and told you can do it. It's fine. It's great. Or sticking a boot up the arse of somebody who needs it. It's been able to use skills that you've gained elsewhere. Like when we're looking at bringing uh, like juniors into like a scholarship program or into a, what do they call it? Graduate scheme. That's it. Graduate scheme. I, I tend to say, let's not get anyone with an IT or technical background. Let's get somebody who has done fucking Moldovan history for three years because they've got a totally different mindset on how they're going to do something. That somebody with a technical brain who's probably slightly on the spectrum, who can just focus on this one bit. Whereas somebody with total different skill sets will bring you totally different ideas. Yeah, I see. I can agree. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's bringing that sort of fresh perspective wherever it wherever it comes from. Um, 
you know, it's all like relating this back to me because obviously this is all about me. Uh, but, uh, the, I mean, I grew up, I know. Well, as it should have been, yeah, exactly. Right? Still, yeah, but um, the, so I grew up, so my brother is a, is incredibly technical. Um, so he's, he's sort of head of software at a, a quantum computing company. Um, he's got his own VR game studio. He can sort of like, you know, code in every language you could possibly imagine. Like I, I grew up where, you know, I was, um, you know, listening to my Walkman, it was a Walkman, I'm that old. Um, and he had his head in a, in a C++ book, you know, that was literally sort of like thicker than the bloody Bible. Um, and so I, you know, I've been, I know I've sort of been around him and watched him just obsess over, over sort of like what you can do with, you know, a piece of code. Um, and a God knows, I know I'm not that person. Like I never, I could spend, you know, from now until I die and I'm never going to get to that. And I don't want to get to that. Um, but it's, you know, it's, as you say, it's like, and it's so valuable for me knowing that actually I, I don't have to, to be that technical. I have to understand, and it's, that's the, the whole thing now and sort of getting into real detail. You know, whether I've, as I said, as a recruiter, I've heard many times kind of, yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of the sort of requirements gathering, writing up the user stories, and then working on the acceptance criteria as well. Um, and just kind of like, uh, you know, you just kind of laugh it off going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then when you're sort of actually doing it yourself and kind of like going, well, actually, sort of write it, asking the right question at this point uh, kind of defines whether whether this this last sort of half an hour has been an absolute waste of time or whether someone's going to have to go away and have a think about, <laughs> you, you know, whether, yeah. whether we can move forward with this or not. So we'll ask the same question three different ways. Make sure you get the same answer type thing. So when you're doing the requirements gathering. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a different different career path um that you're going to get used to where do you see yourself going now that you are in so are you classed as a junior consultant or did you say you're a functional analyst didn't you? i know so it's a great title i mean i yeah i mean to all intents and purposes i see myself very much as a junior consultant you know, looking to just yeah and i can't say it's been, it's been they've absolutely come through on this like i obviously being a recruiter you sort of have a, a good sort of shop window into what's out there in the in the partner network um and you know i was, I was promised to go into projects and that's exactly what's happened um i i tend to think about myself that i want to get as technical as possible purely because it's difficult it sounds a bit stupid but i think if i can get as technical as possible i feel like my sort of functional skills and the sort of the soft skills that are the specific soft skills that are required within consultancy will you know will get better and better um but it's it's a funny one because i said i've sort of seen my brother absolutely obsess over this kind of technical stuff and i was never really that interested to be honest i was you know i was interested in uh, in classical music and jazz and sort of just yeah it just it just wasn't really on my radar um but i don't know now, now the more time i spend around with the product and and it's actually more the it's a, again it's all a bit of a wanky expression but being more interested in what it what a piece of software can do as, as, as opposed to how it does it. And so that kind of like what it can do is driving me to, you know, basically get as technical as possible. So I think I'm still at a position where I just want to, you know, I want to sort of get all of the, the functional consultant exams under my belt for CE. Um, I'd love to, again, I, I don't know why I'm sort of wishing myself an early death here, but I've sort of like been trying to learn a C sharp in my early morning starts. So why, I, C -sharp? Oh, why technical? Why go to coding? 
why go to coding when Microsoft at the moment is pushing towards a low code slash no code platform? The reason I do say that is <laughs> because I think I, I love the idea of, um, yeah, I, I think that yeah, obviously it's sort of the low code and sort of hearing about, and that was, that was actually one of the other amazing things in recruitment is hearing about, especially on the Power Platform coming in in August of last year. Um, it was also, it was meeting Chris Huntingford actually, and then sort of like going like, all right, this is actually, this can be an incredibly inspiring place to be. Um, and I, again, yeah, it's, it's amazing the things that you can do with it out of the box. Um, but for me, the, there's still the idea that I, I just love to know how to extend it or if there's, you know, little bits and pieces that I could extend, knowing that you can extend it out with um, JavaScript and C Sharp. It's just kind of making me go like, oh, I should, I don't know, I should, I should find out. I should, uh, you know, delve a bit deeper. Um, and hearing about sort of some so of the that, stuff. The reason that, why I ask it is a definitely a loaded question. I thought so. I, <laughs> so I, yeah. Uh, in my younger days, I'd done like music technology and music production. So that's sort of my, more my background. Then moved to software development and learned some programming languages. Uh, done various bits and pieces and then eventually moved into dynamics. And I'm at the point now where I kind of refuse to code where I can or can't. I've, I've In my whole time in dynamics, I've been person, some, or somebody who would write pseudo code and pass it to the devs. I was always sort of that bridge between a consultant, the customer, and the devs. I would give the devs good requirements. It would get done. It would get built. But I, there's a massive push that has been for a long time on low code, no code. I still feel, even though it's becoming harder to extend it, and rightfully so, it's more of a product off the shelf. Buy the plugins that you want for it. Buy CRM or CE as a unit. Buy field service by PSA by whatever by the products that you want and, and then just plug them in as part of the CDS and everything part of that whole structure but I still think to some extent there's space for code there's space for plugins but it's becoming very limited and very very select because of things like power automate and flow there's a lot you can do in there when you're using fetch xml and bits and pieces but you can easily overcomplicate a power automate flow where it could be a simple plugin yeah, I don't. Do you know what? I think also, sort of now, sort of reflecting on it, I think it could also be a bit of a chip on my shoulder as well. So sort of, you know, coming from a non-IT technical background, um, it po possibly is this sort of like my my want to sort of understand underneath the or try and understand underneath the hood of it, as opposed to sort of you know the click and drag elements of it. Um, I think that that might be actually more the motivation behind it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. It's definitely, I, I, I think there's place for it. I don't think it's something that shouldn't be looked at. And certainly if you understand a lot more around the back end of it and the structure of it, yeah, it's not just the CE or CRM or whatever you want to call it as a relational database. But there is all that markup that you can do to it and all the extendability to it. Code is for the devil. <laughs> and that's Mark's plant on it, right? <laughs> it is the devil's work, the code. <laughs> I like it. In some places it is, right? In some places it definitely is. But in some other places, like I've built a massive... The flow is crazy. It's crazy, crazy big. It's doing all this fetch. It's doing all this extended markup. And retrospectively, it's bigger than it should be, but it's the way it needs to be because a flow, if we'd done it as a plugin, if I got one of my devs to do it, it would have been done within one unit. We'd be able to unit test it and everything within DevOps. And 
and everything else in it. Would it be better or not? I don't know. Would it be more redundant or would it be less redundant? Would there be more time wasted? I don't know because we've never done it, but I think I think there's space. It just depends on the requirement. No, there is. Yeah, there's always a time and a place for code, which is never and ever. <laughs> no, there, is, there are definitely times. There's definitely times where code is needed because you just have to do that. I just... I'm I'm too soft. I like to be able to hand over a solution to the guys in support where they don't need to know code and they can fix it easily. That's kind of... And I think that's been... So, I mean, both myself and Ian have come from a support desk as well. Mm. So we've had to support these absolute horrendous clusterfucks of code <laughs> that... Yeah, there's, there's no... There's no, there's no handover. There's no documentation. Even if you get actually to the original source code, they've not commented it and stuff like that. So you're looking at it, going, I kind of get the gist of what's happening here, but I don't really know. Yeah, folk, folk throwing things over the fence while shit's still on fire is pretty much. And on, and on the flip of that as well, like on the flip of it, we've looked at it as well, Mark, where something's been put out to development for code, and they come back and say it's going to take six days, code, and then three days to test. And then we've looked at it and done it in flow in half a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've done that about six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. I don't think we did that. And it was to prove a point, to prove a point that sometimes yeah. the dev is labor intensive and it's expensive when it doesn't need to be when you've got that power platform, low code, no code, because you can do all these sort of things with it. But it's, as you say, it's knowing what's there and being solution agnostic as well as understanding everything around it, which is what you're getting, Sam, by the sounds of it from all the, the courses and the way that you're just hoovering up information and data and you're making all the right connections within the community as well, isn't it? Like doing the UG stuff and that's I think that's through Andrew Bibby, if I'm correct. You've yeah, kind of spoke to him yeah. and Chris Huntingford and all of that sort of stuff. So like you're, you're definitely speaking to the right people, which is good in that way and these are all people that are there for everybody else and and one of the things in the podcast that we've always had if you ever listen to any historic podcasts even when it was under a different guise we always have kind of talked to people who have interesting stories and the stories are always never starting with i started out to be a crm consultant it's always i was doing something else and i landed in crm or i'd done this and i stumbled across i became an admin whereas you were a recruiter that's that's jumped over that fence and got yourself into a partner two weeks in and you're doing workshops with customers yeah i mean awesome. it's a it's it's pretty awesome um and i think though again it's that all of these things are like you know people sort of say okay well have you because obviously like you know a day in recruitment for example it's not short <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination and um it's funny that's speaking, speaking about chris huntington i remember when I, was, I was just going for my mb200 and I was like, I was really tired. Like, just trying to get in, sort of like an hour's study per day. I was like, you know, I'm a big believer in little and often. Um, and it, it, you know, did I feel like doing it every day? No, but I had that kind of goal. And I was kind of, the more and more I was doing it, the more and more I was enjoying it. And you have to, like, I don't know what it is. You just kind of, you know, the, these things are not, and this is going to be a big part, hopefully, of um, my user group talk that, you know, for, for a lot of us, you know, learning around a full-time job, it just isn't easy. Um, and it's not, and it, there's always going to be the easier option of sort of, you know, sit, sitting on the sofa with your partner and a glass of wine or, or going out or, or whatever. Um, and it, it's just kind of like that application attitude of just kind of like, you know, at this point in time, uh, to contextualize where I want to get to, I need to do this. Um, and I think, you know, during those, those, you know, sometimes quite like, you know, 
five o'clock turning the computer on and going, you know, onto Microsoft Learn and going, right, let's learn how to configure a Word template. Um, Especially yeah. with some of that stuff that's out there, it's pretty dry in its delivery. It's pretty dry. And if you don't have someone like, and again, this is the, the other thing I was sort of trying to tell people is that, you know, if running these sessions within the community um, and also getting in a sort of a different, you know, variety of people within to the channel as well. Um, because it's, again, people sort of say, well, how did you do it? How on earth did you get into it? And it's like, it's, it's again, it's not, it's not difficult. The, the information is all out there. Um, it's just about sort of trying to connect the, connect the dots. Um, I suppose, and, you know, again, for me, as I said, I've been, been around in Dynamics for, you know, a hot second, as uh, some of my <laughs> American colleagues from Opera would say. Um, but at the same time, I sort of feel that that is where I can bring some value of just like saying, hey, I've got this bit of information or I know this person over here. I think you guys should speak. I think you're going to really help each other. Um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of kind of what I want to continue doing. That's sort of recruiter, aren't you? That's Making it, connections. Making connections, changing lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah in all, all honesty that's um that's where i sort of want to try and just you know bring as much value as i can because of because of how much i've uh you basically you know from that help within the community it's resulted in me getting the job that i want to and it's literally it's, it sounds really wanky but there's certain people in the community who have absolutely changed my life and when you're this person on the other side of the fence giving the information you probably don't think that you are actually enabling someone to make those kind of changes but you really really are um i think that's a it's very powerful so yeah we'll we see what the you know the coming years bring with the you know with the platform with you know goodness me whether we'll be talking about you know code extending out the platform what on earth we'll be speaking about in two years time eh well this is exactly i completely agree with you there for everybody right now they're having to really earn a lot of things I've been in CRM for a good few years, but but it's no longer CRM. It's different. Yeah. The whole power platform has changed that, and I'm I'm in a bad place, but I still call it CRM. But it's not. And it's, yeah. That's just because that's how I, my terminology I know of it. So it's probably a good thing coming in just now as well, and having that adaptability and focus to learn, and and having these people that you can reach out to help facilitate and grow that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a bit of a lull in the conversation there, guys. What's happened? <laughs> a bit of a lull, isn't it? It felt, it felt like a moment of reflection. Sort of just a quiet moment of just going, mm. yeah. Or a moment of some tit on mute. That was oh, really yeah. that what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I went on a fucking 15-minute monologue there trying to audition for, uh, for something. Like, fuck. You thought you were doing your own sonnet? <laughs> I was... I was I was on Act Three, Chapter Four already. <laughs> Walking about Enjoy. with Hamlet's like, skull in your head and your hand, screaming at it. So, yeah, Mr. Christie to the stage, Mr. Christie. <laughs> I'm still trying to remember the new names for CRM. That's my biggest problem. That's my biggest learning thing at the moment is trying to remember what it's called. Yeah. Yes, no, that's exactly it. That's like I call it CRM and then it's CE and then it's, is it CE or is it customer engagement? Is it not customer engagement? And then it changes. So what I've had to be explaining to people recently is it's not even CE anymore. You're using the common data service. You're using Microsoft for first party applications like sales, marketing, services. See, I've got the spiel already. And you can then add in your additional products. But the main the main crux of it is CDS yeah. and the first party applications or the model driven apps you're 
building. I mean, that's really what I'm doing. I'm not selling or building CRM anymore. It's all CDS. Just without any codes. And then it's understanding the whole new licensing thing and all that. Like, Sam, I don't expect you to ever understand that. The Have you seen the licensing guide? It's crazy. It's massive. It's huge. And it's it's there and it'll tell you what licenses you need but i just try and avoid that right no 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 so it doesn't remember this is a license this is a licensing guide it's a guide it's not actually what you fucking get or what you fucking pay for (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, (laughs) sorry that that is a little rant sorry microsoft if you heard that one i do apologize sorry are you going to go off are you going to go off in the fact of how it's the licensing guide is actually a legal document Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, um, <laughs> but yes, it, it's it's called a licensing guide for a reason. It's not called a price list or a licensing legal document. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting place, and I think definitely the future will be uh, interesting for you, especially with all the community stuff. Like, I know recruitment like to have a bit of a laugh and stuff like that, but do you know what? You can now go to a community event and not think about a recruiter, not think about trying to make connections for work placement, but making connections to actually fulfill you and your education further. And, and just because it's it's genuine, like it's one thing in the CRM community, most of the people you meet are really, really genuine and they'll offer help. They mean it. If people don't offer you help or they don't want to, they probably won't. And that's just, that's my experience of it. There's lots of people out there in different places who are like, oh yeah, I'll totally help you in that, but they just don't want to. Whereas in this community, it seems very much that that is what's there. And I think that you are a testament to that and the position of where you are just now. That was the, that was the funny thing, though. When we're sort of talking about, like, you know, going from being in sort of, you know, recruiter, going to events and sort of, you know, putting on that hat. Um, again, I just, this is where I just think I wasn't very good in recruitment because I, I generally wasn't there for that reason. You know, I went to um, sort of a Lego hackathon with um, sort of Power Addicts and um, Windows Insiders. Um and you know chris chris was doing his amazing thing donna Saka was there as well and um you know it was hilarious because i sort of and i sort of introduced myself in it and this round table discussion of like mvps high up technical solution architects at like you know the top partners in the country and on the biggest projects i was like uh, hello uh, my name is samuel smith and i'm a recruiter um uh, and then Chris sort of like said, I'm not going to do the accent. I'm going to try it and not do that. Uh, he, he sort of like said, no, but Sam, what? Just shout in capitals. Yeah. He was just like, do you, do you want to explain, you know, that you've, uh, you know, what you're, what you're learning about at the moment? I was like, oh, yeah, I've done the MB900. I'm sitting the MB200. And, and everyone just kind of was just like, all right, cool. Nice. Great. And it's just the whole room. I just, honestly, I could feel it change. Everyone there. And again, all of these people who were like working on these amazing projects across the uk and europe and all of a sudden i was like and they made me feel welcome do you know what i mean the, the set of people who could have just sort of like said uh oh, whatever just stick the recruiter on some like horrend you know go and get him get us a cup of tea um but like bless it yeah get coffee whatever and he was just and you know blessed donna sort of set me up on one of the teams and sort of like, she sort of said now recruiters are really good at getting stuff done on time i have a feeling with this team we're going to struggle to get any you know lego put together by this point and so then i was there with like these like abs- some of these absolute superstars you know technical architects and i'm there like saying like right guys let's uh let's wrap it up yeah yep wrap it up great great yep let's let's uh, let's discuss each other's ideas and they all just welcomed me 
you know and that was some that was the thing everybody needs a pm everybody needs that person to take that control and it's finding that within that team and having that dynamic to change and evolve well, exactly. And that, but the funny thing was, obviously, I'd never been in that kind of environment before, like at all. And it felt like someone else was saying the words and doing the actions. You know, we were sort of presenting back, and I was like leading this presentation back to other people. Um, you know, sort of like uh, and sort of laughing around. So I go, "All right, this is this is really cool. I'm really enjoying this. This isn't, you know, this isn't just me being a a recruiter in 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 the room, just kind of as a, you know, whatever. I feel like I'm participating. I feel like I'm enjoying it. So. I mean, yeah, not to like totally disagree with you, Ian, but <laughs> I sort of I feel like I've already had that welcome into the community. I've already had that sort of element to it. So, yeah, I think as you said, people come from all of these amazing different backgrounds and have had all these different life experiences, which at the end of the day make everyone a hell of a lot better at relating to customers and relating to get any kind of you know, but building rapport with people in any sense of the word over a piece of software, um, you know, you have to have that a bit about you, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'm rambling now, but I've still already experienced that in the community. And um, yeah, as I said, hopefully long may it continue. Yeah, I think that's just a tip of the iceberg. Like you can travel the world in the community, you can be where you want in the community, or you could just stay local in the community, and especially right now with the whole COVID stuff. You yeah. can travel the world easily with the community and doing all the, the kind of remote sessions and connections and the whole element of social media and Twitter and, and various other groups that are out there. Everybody's really open, I think. Yeah. And it's a, we've said it all along. I mean, I think we say this on every single podcast. Uh, there's not a community like the... I'm not even going to say I was originally going to say the, the CRM or Dynamics community, but it's it's more the the Microsoft Stack community because I mean think of the Azure people, the Windows desktop folk, the Xbox people. They're all they will all give you their time for for no reason apart from the fact that they want to help you out. Just thought which of something. Is... It's like the modern Masons. <laughs> you could go. To, we I could go to another country. I could go to another city. And instantly have somebody who I've probably never met face to face, but would welcome you into their home, welcome you out for a meal, or would make sure that you're kind of entertained and stuff when you're there. Well, look at what Eliza done. Eliza exactly done a tour of the world. So she, um, I don't know if you've come across Eliza Benitez yet. I haven't yet. No. So Eliza is a consultant and MVP based out of New Zealand now. She has a whole blog series called What the Flow nice yeah like that yeah so, so she she basically left her job in in australia toured the world for a couple of months and then went back to new zealand but as she was traveling she would just go and meet all the different people in the different community in different countries and i thought that's awesome you can just i mean i i think i could but well, i don't know Folk would probably tell me to fuck off and stop being a grumpy cunt if I went to go and see them. <laughs> that, oh, fuck. That, that dour-faced bastard. Let's hide. We're all on holiday. Tell me to come over and see me, but I really didn't mean it. <laughs> no, no. no, but no. I, like, there's definitely, you could go to the States, you can go to New Zealand, and there's somebody who would be there, like, meet you at the airport and take you to your hotel. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird, weird place. I mean, it's a, a good weird, but, I mean, the thing with... Um, with it as well, so I, I didn't actually see what partner it was you joined. You can mention them if you want. I can't mention. Oh, it's with CloudSource. 
Right, okay. So, I mean, you, right, so you're working at CloudSource, I'm working somewhere else, Ian's working somewhere else. All three of us could be bidding on the same project and any other environment where it's kind of like a sales-related environment, it'd be like, fuck you, I'm not talking to you because you're going to win this, you arsehole. Whereas in this community, it's like, oh, yeah, we're bidding on that one as well. Good luck. They've got weird requirements. Are the customer all right? It's more... There's, there's an element of transparency which is weird that is competitive but at the same time people go in and as mark says they're open about it it is competitive yeah it's, it's so different i mean i can only equate my that. sales director's gonna fire me <laughs> i can only equate that as all like back in the days as an opera singer going to an i mean the the atmosphere in a green room when you're going to audition there might be sort of i mean in germany you used to go to these auditions where you'd have 40 people all auditioning for the same role and you just all of the kind of like crap talk that would go on. So if someone was like warming up in the corner, you know, I see people go over and sort of say, "Oh hi, um, are you feeling okay? Uh, well, why? <laughs> why? What do you? What, 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 why does it not sound? Oh no, is that how you normally sound? Oh, okay, great. No, no, it's fine. Great. And I like walk off. <laughs> it's just like I just think about it now. It's hilarious, but it's just all this kind of like trash talk because. You know, but it's yeah, so much sort of, backstabbing, right? It's so much backstabbing, um, and yeah, as you say, that's the thing. Like everyone sort of connect, and it's sort of um, it, yeah. It's, it, I think people almost sometimes kind of go like, well, you know, it was it wasn't wasn't for me this time, but uh, you know, it's, it wasn't about me sort of like throwing shadow on other people for me to get the job. You know, it's a it's a it's such a healthier attitude. Yeah, and even at that, like I found with bids and stuff like that in that situation if you don't want it you maybe say to someone oh yeah what did you do and what, what was the difference or or they had this really interesting problem then we just couldn't work out how to do this and they'll ask the partner that won it and the partner will be like oh yeah we're thinking about doing it this way and there's just that whole learning and stuff it's a really weird thing i, I sometimes can't get my head around how as you say there's there's coders out there there's other people who are another side of the world who i can email and say got this problem i can't work this out and they'll go and build an xm toolbox tool for it because it's a something they think well that'd be great and you're like that's mental that's that's mental and that xrm toolbox is a free tool that has saved every consultant if you say you've never used it you're a liar if you say if you say sam you've never used it you need to start using it and realize the power of it i tell you so i i um, downloaded it and got it got started on it um maybe two months ago and again it was just a thing of going it's free <laughs> just like how you know and again it's just sort of um and so I've, I've listened to a couple of the the podcast about it and just like go again this is like people who are just giving up their spare time just to help other people out you know and what, whatever you're doing you know whether it whatever piece of software whatever your uh your pursuit in life is um you know what what goes around comes around and um you know, most of the time, I think if you, if you, especially in sort of any, you know, commercial interest, if you help people and you put yourself out there not expecting to get anything back, more than often you do. Um, again, it's, it's going to sound like the Good Samaritan story in a second, won't it? Bloody hell! But it's, it's, it's that's the thing. It's not just a fact that it's a group of people within who you know work with a certain piece of software and help people out. Um, it's a fact that no one has to, but we choose to. Um, that's the that's for me the, the the bit that's making me again like I, I sort of feel that again with opera i was really really lucky to have that as a as a vocation and i thought whatever i end up doing afterwards it's just going to be a sort of like you know just grind it out 
you know, like a daily nine to five grind. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can tell you, honestly, the last two, well, yeah, I mean, it's my sort of second week now, but, you know, my partner's just been sort of saying to me, sort of like, oh, why are you in such a good mood all the time? Just laughing all the time. Just, I was just, just sort of so happy and just kind of like, you know, having a great time because it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to put it. I think it's just, you know, for me, I know that the sort of start of my journey. Honeymoon but... period, the bubble or burst. <laughs> oh, I know. That's that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm sort of, I'm 32. I'm under no impression as the sort of the dark moments will come. Um, but it's always about, you know, how many of them come? When do they come? How do you deal with them? All of that kind of rubbish. Um, but again, I, for me, the gift of it all is like finding something that I'm really, really passionate about. Because um, I never thought I would find that after opera at all um so for me that's that's the gift of the the whole thing i think that's probably a good point to wrap this up to some extent i think the community sounds like they are lucky to have you here sam and definitely it's been great chatting to you it's a, a really interesting story and it's such a rapid story as well lots of people have this they want to change they come into dynamics it takes years because they do the whole start learning it start doing this start doing that whereas you've just proven a totally different route into it and it's like a fast track it's so so quick in the last 12 months that you have now moved from recruitment right into consultancy and are on projects working projects and taking workshops that's that's amazing well cheers guys uh, thanks for well first of all just thanks for having me on um it's been great to speak to you both no worries do you want to give everyone yes. your social media so they can find and connect and yeah, do you have all this set up yet? Do you have your Twitter? Oh, uh, yeah, from so it? I do. This was really embarrassing. So, um, so Neil Benson very kindly shouted out, you know, like, oh, you know, Sam's past his Scrum Master qualification. He found me on Twitter, and it's my old Opera Twitter handle. Oh, um, but I think I might keep it. I think I'm going to keep it. So I'm just at Sam Singer Smith um, on Twitter. Um, oh, I bet then... Sam Smith's region, you've got that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the obviously with my name, right? I know we're wrapping up, but just like when I, I when I was, you know, when I was started going to school and I started realizing just how common a name Samuel Smith was, I thought there is going to come a point where someone younger, better looking, more talented is just going to become really famous, and then it's just going to be a nightmare. That happened, um, <laughs> but lucky, I feel I feel like he's on the he's on the down, he's on the down. So I think I can, you know, I can. <laughs> I can I can start rising, but um, but yeah, basically on Twitter, I need to sort it out because it literally just looks like someone who stopped singing opera in um in 2018, which is what happened. So, um, I've, <laughs> I'll start sorting that out, and then you know, obviously, uh, just look for uh, Samuel Smith on LinkedIn, um, and then uh, yeah, I'll be happy to connect with anyone. Awesome. We'll get that put up in the show notes and stuff as well, so anybody can get it from there if they check out the website. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on and good luck with the, with the rest of the early learnings of the consultancy career, shall we say? Yeah. And you've got our email if you ever need us. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much, guys. Hopefully um, at some point when all the, all the madness is over, we can uh, meet in person. Oh, definitely will. We'll definitely get something sorted. I'm sure there'll be a community event where we all get together. Boom. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy, sir. Have a good night. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks very much.